And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators and uh, welcome to Gardening with Cisco on March 21st. Hey, I'm going to be in the studio today taking all your garden questions. I don't have a guest today. Hopefully I will have a guest next week, but we'll stay far apart. <laughs> so hey, uh, um, I don't have any audiences to say hi to, but I will say one nice thing, uh, and that is that I'm already getting a lot of emails asking me if uh, if uh, the thing I was going to do can happen in June. So it looks like, uh, you know, if things go well, maybe I'll be doing lots of talks and back out there in front of audiences in June, but you never know. So we'll I'll keep you posted on that. One thing I have seen are lots of neighbors out gardening. So I uh, do a lot of walking, and I walk my dogs every day, you know. And uh, lately I've only been walking Izzy because little Leo got neutered, the poor little guy. And uh, he's almost one more week, and he can go full speed. It is so hard keeping him calm. He's one years old. Oh, la, la. All I hear is Izzy and Leo playing every morning when I get up. I'm like, oh, God, I bet they're going full speed out there. So anyway, uh, I've seen two things. I've seen so many people walking their dogs. The dogs are the beneficiary of this whole thing. They are getting so many walks. It's unbelievable. And I am seeing a lot of people without dogs out walking, running, doing all those things. But I'm seeing a lot of people out gardening. And, you know, oh, by the way, I should say happy spring. So, uh, boy, spring came and it turned beautiful. And I hope uh, you got a chance to go out and garden. So uh, one thing I want to tell you, and I've seen so many people out gardening. It's really been fun talking to them, answering questions when I walk by. And uh, it's just been great. Now, I want to remind you, nurseries are open. And I'm going to be going to a couple of them this week. I've been gardening like a wild banshee at my house, just uh, and I've been moving plants, pulling out plants, and I just they aren't living up to expectations, and that is the funnest part of gardening. I mean, you got to get down there and get those weeds out, and I've been chopping things down like crazy, but uh, the funnest part of gardening is moving plants and putting in new plants. So the nurseries are going. They've, they're taking lots of precautions. So you can go in there and feel safe. And they have great plants to offer. And, uh, hey, might as well get out there and do some gardening. And if you're not a gardener, but you got all this time on your hands, how about trying one little bed by the front door? can be really, really fun, and people come over and they'll go, wow, that looks so great. Next thing you know, you're going to do another little section of the garden, and people will tell you that looks fantastic. Then you're addicted. The whole garden's going to be a spectacular display in no time. So, <laughs> And we want to help our nurseries all we can at the same time. So, uh, so I think it's really important. All right, now. I have got a big announcement. I've been putting this off. I've been thinking, when should I do this? So today I want to make it official. So uh, this radio show is going to end. And uh, I'm sad to say that. I have loved my uh, relationship with Cairo, and it's just been wonderful. I've been doing this 
No one knows when I started my radio show. I went on with George Pinu a bunch of times. I even carried a, a pager. And when they, if a Mariner game ended early, something like that, they'd actually page me wherever I was. I had to get in the car and head in here and get on with uh, some local announcer and answer gardening questions. It was a lot of fun. So I figure, I know I've been doing this show for over 30 years, but I don't know exactly how long. So uh, the, the show is ending. I think that's a result. It wasn't my choice, but uh, I have no, I don't have any bad feelings toward Cairo about this. Uh, the show is ending because people have changed the way they listen to radio shows now, and a lot of you are uh, streaming podcasts. And... Um, you know, so advertisers aren't that happy about that, you know, because uh, if you're not listening to radio, you're not hearing the ads and they're not on podcasts. So, so uh, you know, Cairo has to do what it has to do to make sure that it's making money on the weekends. So, uh, but they have been so kind to me. I was supposed to be out of here a while ago, <laughs> but I've. Uh, the big guys at Cairo gave me till April 25th. So that'll be my last show. And uh, I'm going to so much miss coming in here and uh, talking to all you folks, getting your phone calls. However, I am definitely looking into doing a podcast, and I can pretty much guarantee I will do a podcast. So keep an eye on Cisco.com, C-I-S-C-O-E.com. And uh, as soon as I've got a podcast up and running, you'll know all about it and know how to get to it and everything else. So, uh, and I'm excited about that. Life goes on. You got to change with uh, seasons and you got to change with the odd things that happen in life. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you that the, what, the World Wide Web made so many changes, of course, as we all know. But, you know, I wrote for the newspaper for 17 years, and I, I watched it get chipped away because people started, you know, going to websites, going to different uh, forms to get their news, social media, all that. And I think uh, radio is having some. They're doing great at Cairo, but, you know, there's some difficulties with that here, too. So, so, uh, so on the 25th, I'll do that show by myself, and I hope every one of you calls in and tells me how much you're going to miss my show. <laughs> that would be wonderful if that happens. All right. Okay. Well, hey, listen, I have some emails, but I hope you'll call me at the one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. That's one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six because uh, it is gardening weather and. Uh, I'm sure you're wondering, should I cut down my salvia yet? What about those fuchsias and who knows what other questions? I've gotten some really interesting emails. So I think I'll start the show with one before we take a break. So I got an email from Michelle uh, today, uh, came in, and um, she asked me if it's safe to feed hummingbirds during the coronavirus. And the thought that went to me is, boy, is it ever, because that shows how worried we all are about this, which, you know, makes total sense to me. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, 
outdoor activities are one of the best things we can do. And, you know, go walking, walk your dog, or get out and garden. And, all, and you know, if you're watching hummingbirds doing their little aerial acrobatics, it gets your mind off all the problems that we have in life right now. So, And also, if you're going out there to fill the hummingbird feeder, how about get out in that garden? Because I can tell you one thing right now. When I'm out working in my garden, I'm not even thinking about that virus or any of those problems. I am thinking about what I want to do in the garden. This is so much work. (laughs) Everything else you get like that. But, uh, you know, and also, oh, man, I just figured out where I can move this plant. It'll look twice, twice as good, you know. So, and I also am thinking, man, okay, what plant can I find at the nursery that I could put in that spot right there that's going to make the best combination with that plant? So uh, it's really fun to go out and garden, even though sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done, you know. It's all fun. It's good for you and great for your mind. So I, everybody, get out there, feed those hummingbirds, because now we're going to be home. We can remember to keep filling it up, you know, to... I don't feed hummingbirds at my home because I travel so much. I don't want them dependent on that and then have it not be full when I've got a house sitter there or something like that. But I've got so many different kind of plants to feed them. I don't have to worry about that. So get out and garden. I tell you, it's the best. You won't be thinking about all these tough things. Okay. Uh, Hey, we already got a couple of callers. I greatly appreciate that. And, uh, We'll be right back on the best gardening station there is until April 25th. Cairo 97.3 FM Cairo. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Those phones. Hey, Walt in Arlington, what you got going on out there? Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. I'm going to miss doing it. I'll tell you that much. Well, let's hope you find another gig and I'll follow you. But anyway, let me, I got, uh, I got a bunch of uh, citrus trees, lemons, orange, limes, a couple of avocados. Is this the right time to start uh, fertilizing? Yeah, actually, this is the perfect time to start fertilizing, especially if they're getting lots of sunshine. So if they're yeah, they're in a they're in a they're in a greenhouse. Oh so yeah, they're doing good. Yeah, yeah, I'd go ahead. I always start with just a little bit light the first time I fertilize, and by the second one, I'm already up to full blast on something like citrus. So yeah, okay. I'd go I'd go ahead and start fertilizing them right now. It's perfect timing. And then what about my, I got two other questions. I got a huge, I got a cherry tree that's probably, I don't know, 35 years old, real tall one. Is it too early or too late to start pruning that down a little bit? Well, this this might not be the best time to do hard pruning on a cherry because the buds are probably starting to get, you know, swell up and about ready to break. So you'd probably be better off waiting till. If you're going to really lower that thing, then I would do it next winter. Just do some light pruning, thin it out a little bit. You know, you can lower it a teensy bit, 
any time from June on in summer. But if you're going to lower that drastically at all, then I would wait till it's totally dormant and do it in the winter. It's it's a lot less harmful to uh, trees when you do that than when they're actively growing. Okay. The last question I have is I've, I've got a couple of peach trees, and I've cleaned them down a little bit. Um, is it What's what's the rule of thumb for uh, leaf curl? Uh, it's too late to do anything about it now. So with... Okay. With leaf curl, what I here's what you got to do, and it's it's hard to remember to do this. This is why I don't grow any peaches right now because I hate that curl. But so what you got to do, you got to spray at the, in the last week of December with something registered for peach leaf curl. Then you got to do it uh, at the end of January, usually the end of February. Sometimes I'll even do it at the end of March, but that's rare that I feel I need to do that. If you get those three sprays on, making sure you hit all the buds, you won't get any peach leaf curl at all. But unfortunately, by now, if the, you know, what happens is the, the buds swell up in winter and they kind of open a little bit and the fungus gets in and gets into the tree. And that's, and then it causes that horrible, contortion of the leaves and everything. So uh, by this time, that fungus is in the tree. There's nothing really you could do to stop it. So you're probably going to get a fair amount of that doggone peach leaf curl this year. But but next winter, if you're ready for it, you get those sprays on on time. And it, the hard part, you want to try and find a day it's not raining. That could be difficult. Right. <laughs> but uh, if you get those sprays on, you will get no peach leaf curl. Perfect. All right, Cisco. Thanks for, thanks for all the many years. Hey, Walt, thanks so much. Enjoyed your phone call. See you, buddy. Okay. Bye. All right. Hey, we're going to go to Barbara in Bellevue now. Hey, Barbara, thanks a lot for calling. Oh, you're welcome, Cisco. You are going to be very much missed on the radio. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anyhow, my question is on a gunnera. Uh-huh. And what I can't find information on, what is the root structure like? It's been in a huge nursery pot last year, and I need to plant it into the ground. Well, uh, the, I, it won't be too hard to do that. So, uh... Is it, is it fairly shallow-rooted? Well, they're, they, they're not real shallow-rooted. They have a huge root. When I've dug one up that I had to get rid of because it was taking over my whole garden and I just didn't have a place for it, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, did that thing weigh a ton. <laughs> but that had been oh, in I... my garden a long, long time. I think... You know, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna put out a big root system when you plant it. So you want to make sure you got, you know, room for that guy. But um, I do. Oh, good. So you can is you can always cut the nursery pot if you had to to get it out of there. I oh yeah, I mean yeah, this one is huge. It's like twenty four by twenty four. Oh geez, yeah. Well, you know what I do? I'll just tell you how I get them out, and you probably do the same thing. I take them out on the lawn. Lay it down, and I get an old pruning saw. And I got some big ones that are, you know, they were folding hand pruning right. saws that are worn out as could be. 
and I just work my way around the side of the pot, around and around, and uh, eventually I, you know, I'm nipping away at the roots that are because sometimes they almost adhere to the side of the pot, you know. And, okay, uh, that's that. That was my next question. Is you know, uh, so how mangled? What happens if I mangle a bunch of roots? I don't think it'll make much difference at all. And, okay. Yeah, you know, I've divided those quite a few times too. So they'll put out little offshoots, and even the offshoots weigh a ton. But uh, and I beat the liver tweedle out of the roots of the adult plant. The other one with my digging spade to get them out of there. And it's it didn't even put a dent in the gunnera. I mean, it just seemed to go. Oh yeah, you think so? I'm going to grow twice as big this year. You know, <laughs> exactly what I want it to do. So Great. aren't okay. they? Oh, they're the coolest plant I ever saw. Just yeah, and I'm just lucky enough to have a good location for it. And I tell you what, in the nursery pot, and again, it's a big one. It thrived last year. Uh. Well, you know, they they like a lot of water, as I know you know. They love sun. And, um, uh, you know, if you fertilize them with organic lawn food, stand back. Right. <laughs> oh, man, they grow like a wild banshee. I mean, I've seen them 20 feet tall in England. Just oh, wow. with the biggest leaves you've ever seen in your life. And those big fruits in the middle were just huge. They were almost as tall as I was, you know, which isn't saying well, that much, but still. <laughs> I don't want anything quite that big, but <laughs> so be it. There is room. The other thing is soil requirements. Well, they like, they really like well-drained soil. A lot of people. Oh, I know think, that. Yeah, people think they like more clay or anything because they like moisture, but nah, they don't like that. They like well-drained soil um, that drains fast, but then you got to give them a lot of water. Right now, I have I have a, a high sand content to my soil, so I'd add some organic to that if oh. you can. Yeah, and I was wondering if I wanted to add like an acidic. Uh, soil mix to it or just good old compost? Well, I used good old compost when I planted mine, and it just thrived on that. So I don't think you have to uh, do anything acidic for those guys. Okay, because I've just had trouble online. They they describe the foliage. They describe the water. But never but told... Don't... You know, I got to admit... I never knew if it needed or you know any acidic soil, but it never got it at my house other than what we get from nature, which is always a little acidic. But uh, okay. I, I just gave it straight old organic lawn food, which you know I'm sure that's pushing toward the alkaline, if anything. And uh, man, I tell you, it didn't care. It liked it a lot. <laughs> Okay, well, it's happy where it is, and I just couldn't get it to the ground year before last when I got it, so I just stuck in the nursery pot last year, and it did great. Oh, cool. And one last thing about Gunra for everybody out there listening, they're barely hardy here. And on a, oh, on I, co- I cover mine with uh, fur boughs. Ah, okay, that's perfect. I used to take the, the big leaves when I'd cut them off when they started looking bad and just flip them over. So that, you know, the leaves were just all over that, uh, the crown. And, uh, I never had a problem with losing it. 
ever. So. No, I just, like I say, I have a lot of fir trees and Perfect. spruce and... Perfect. With windstorms, they're always blowing down. I just whack them up and cover it with that. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Well, just one last warning. They do attract uh, brontosaurus, so watch out a, for that, you know. I don't think a brontosaurus wants to tangle with my three Welsh corgis. <laughs> I wouldn't if I was one. I know that much. <laughs> hey, just the barking alone would drive them insane. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Hey, Barbara, thanks so much for the call, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you at a lot of events. Yeah, you know who I am, then. <laughs> yeah, I do. You're great. Okay, okay Cisco. <laughs> All Take right. care, and thank you. Okay, thanks, Barbara. See you later. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, hey, we're going to go let you know what's going on on the news when we come back. Clarice, you'll be on from Yelm on 97.3 Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopsoil.com and Molbax in Woodenville. Ooh la la! Here's Cisco. Well, I'm delighted to say we're getting a lot of calls, so uh, we're going to just skip this news and go to the news at the hour. Okay, so, hey, uh, let's go to Yelm. Clarice, what's going on? Hi. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Okay. I have a huge old hydrangea. Uh-huh. It, it got a lot of new growth just before we got those three days of sub-20 degree weather. Oh. I went to prune it yesterday, and all of the growth from a month ago is... Black and crisp. Oh, bummer. So I assume they froze. They did. How do I prune it now? Well, you know, here's the problem. All, those, all that growth that got killed by the cold, that was going to be all your flowers for this year. So I'm... Well, but there's a lot of... There's, there's starting to be a lot of other buds Oh, now. good, good, good. Hey, you're all right then. Okay, here's what I would do if this was my hydrangea. Now, I have a few friends that don't agree with me on this, but this is the way I do hydrangeas, and I think it's gorgeous, and I get great flowers. So what I do is I cut one-third of the canes, so probably the biggest, tallest ones, or any that don't look good, I cut those right to the ground or where they come off another cane right by the ground. So one-third of them I cut right off. Sometimes I do even more, but usually about a third. Then, where you had flowers last year, you still got, you know, those old flowers, dead flowers sitting on top of the end of the branches. Just cut those back, oh, a third of the way, something like that. Don't, here's the thing. You On this old hydrangea of yours, you're only going to get flowers on growth that occurred last summer. So, right. So you don't want to cut down any further than that. If you do, you're not going to get any flowers. So, you know, cut okay. those down a little ways to some healthy buds that are looking good. And I think you are going to get flowers then. Luckily, it didn't put out too much growth before that darn cold hit. And... uh 
And guess what? Every flower will be twice as big and beautiful as they've been for years because when you thin them out like this, you get way bigger flowers. So you try that. Try that technique of pruning your hydrangea. It's going to be okay. spectacular. You're going to love it. And and the hydrangeas look good even when they don't have leaves on them when you prune them like that. So you're going to like it. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, cl- herb. Huh? Hmm? Did Any you have a question? Then? Sure. How much can I cut back on herb? Well, it depends what kind Rose of herb. Marion pine and sage. Okay. So they look like maybe they're dead. Yeah. So here's what I do with almost all my herbs. So whether it's, uh, you know, uh, all the salvias, any of those kind, what I do is I wait till I see new growth near the bottom. As soon as I see it, I uh, cut those off just above the new growth, down to like four inches from the ground. Now, if you're, there are some sages that are really attractive shrubs. You don't have to cut them way down like that, but they'll come back and be beautiful if you do. Okay. Yeah, so, so they're going to get growth at the bottom. Yeah, and now I hadn't noticed that before. Yeah, but if if you've got a really attractive one and it's start, just hold on for a while, and then if you see new buds and leaves breaking, you could cut the whatever looks good. But if you want to oh. be if you want to be sure it it's alive, go to the base and take your fingernail or your pruner and just. Uh, uh, skim off a little of the bark right at the base. If it's green under there, it's alive. It's going to come back, so you can prune it just by anywhere you want. But if it's okay. if it's brown, it's time to visit the nursery for a new sage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this wasn't a bad winter compared to others. So I think your sage is going to come back like a gangbuster. Okay. Great. They're, they're all in pots on the south side of the house, so they get full sun all the time. Oh, good. And I cover them with a blanket oh. during at, at night during the winter. Well, so. I can tell you have a green thumb. You could be doing this show instead of me and probably be giving better oh. answers than I am. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a lot of work to have to hand water. Oh, yeah. You know, I got a million plants and pots. I grew, you know, all kinds of really cool herbs last year in pots, and uh, it was a lot of fun. They all died over the winter because they were the non-hardy kind, you know, but uh, lemon balm and things. But I'll tell you what, uh, it is a lot of work watering all those pots, but then you're out there enjoying nature, you're... You see if there's bugs on them, you know. So it's it's always a trade-off. There's good and bad to, to growing them in pots, but I love doing it. Well, Clarice, well, I, I know I'll, I know I'll move in a couple of years and want to take them with me if I can. So. Hey, well, good for you. Yeah, keep them going in those pots. Uh, you might give them a little fertilizer now and then, organic fertilizing, because. Uh, Pots run out of nutrients much quicker than 
plants growing in the soil in the ground. So don't don't right. give them a, you know maybe once a month or something like that a little organic uh, fertilizer. They'll love that and they'll do great. Okay. Well, Clarice, Thank all right. You. you keep you keep gardening like a wild banshee out there in Yelm. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks for your call. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, listen, I think Darla and Richard, uh, you two are in line, and I'm going to try and get to both of you when we come back on 97.3 Cairo FM. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. And welcome back. Hey, all right, we're going to Richard in Covington right now. Hey, Richard, thanks for calling. Hey, Cisco, how are you? Hey, fantastic. I hope you're doing good, too. Yeah, I am. In fact, I uh, was very sorry to hear that your show's coming to an end in April, your broadcast. Oh, thanks. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, Years and years of listening to you and watching your show. So I wanted to share a memory with you of something that you... Did a long time ago, back in like 2004 when we first were homeowners, uh-huh. and I was putting down a new lawn. I was putting down a new lawn in my front yard, and the soil that I was using must have not gotten steamed well because I, after the grass started growing, I just had a sea of mushrooms everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I was really, I was really frustrated trying to get rid of the mushrooms, and so I was watching your show, and you were telling everybody... On my next broadcast, I'm going to show you how to get rid of the mushrooms. And I was so excited. I was like, all right, I'm going to tune into the next one. So I was watching your show the next time, and you got up with a golf club and went whack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I remember that. What? That's what i got to do is i got to go out there with a golf club to get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, think how many mushrooms you probably had, you. If you hit divots, there wouldn't be any lawn left in five minutes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I ended up using the fungicide, and it worked all right. But oh, good, good. That was, a, that was a fun moment because the anticipation before we got there, I was like, all right, he's going to tell me how to do it. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. Thank, thank you, Cisco, for all your years of service. Hey, Richard, thank you your... so much. Hey, I really appreciate it. Have a good it. day. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, you... oh. bye-bye. Bye bye. Oh yeah, that's a fun story. I remember that. That was uh, Megan and I did that. That was on King Five and uh, on our gardening with Cisco with Megan Black show. <laughs> that was, and I hit that. I'll tell you what, that mushroom flew a long way. About it flew in about eight hundred million pieces, but it flew a long way anyway. So, uh, okay, so everybody that was waiting on the line hung up, but that happens sometimes. So I do have an email that I can uh, go to right now. This is from Lauren, and uh, she has a palm tree that um, it's it's grown pretty tall, taller than she expected. So that the palm that we all grow is Trachycarpus fortunii, or the Chinese windmill palm, and they get big. I planted some of the first ones in Seattle. Uh, way, way back, I don't know, in the early, early 80s. And uh, they are just, I haven't seen them for a while, but they were all over 20 feet tall last time I saw them. 
Nate, I've seen him get as tall as 30 feet tall. So, you know, he's tricky. Carpus get big, get big. She's going, it's getting too tall. She's got two questions. She goes, should I cut off the old fronds or leave them on? You know, they kind of, they fold down and they turn white. And uh, so I'll answer that question first. I think they look like Radu. <laughs> Some people like to leave them. And yeah, it's it's kind of scary climbing up to the top of a 20-foot palm tree, you know. Uh, you're not going to be scaling this like those uh, people do in the tropics. They climb up the palm trees to get the dates, you know. And those date palms can get really tall. But well, we don't. You don't want to do that to a uh, uh, Trachycarpus fortunii because if you do, you're going to uh, look like you were had a date with a meat grinder or something. There, it's, there's a lot of sharp things I know. So don't try to do that. Get your ladder out there. Make Have 42 people hold it if you have to. You could tie it on the top even. And uh, cut those old, the, the fronds that don't look good off. And you need a lopper to do this or a saw. I mean, and I like to cut them all at the same. Lopper works fine. You don't need a saw. But I like to cut them all at the same length. It gets this really neat pattern that looks beautiful. Once you cut, and this is when you want to do it, by the way, you never want to do it in fall because the fall's going to beat the living tweedle out of those things. So, okay. Hey, I'll answer the second half later because we got a caller here. I want to get him right on. Hey, Gary, thanks for calling. I'll do my best to answer your question in the time we've got left. Okay, Cisco, I just got some uh, coyote urine in the mail. Uh Ah, I'd like to. And it's not none pee, it's coyote urine. <laughs> so you read my story I, in my new book, didn't you? I did. I have your book. <laughs> so anyway, so how do, you know, I remember you uh, taking it to, uh, to this woman's house and the howling dogs and all that jazz. Yeah. But how did you apply it? On a Q-tip and stick it in the ground, or no? What now? When I got it, it came with these uh, golf tees with a sponge glued on the top, and then Ah. you you dip the sponge into the coyote pee and stuck it all around the perimeter of the garden. You want it out on the outside, the boundary of the garden. The idea is that. The deer think the coyotes are marking their territory and are supposed to be terrified to come through. I can only tell you this. It definitely did not work when I tried it. Those deer came right through, ate all the plants. But the worst part was that stuff comes from coyotes that are in heat. And it attracted every male dog for about two miles. I couldn't get him out of this woman's garden for anything. <laughs> hey, I gotta run. Hey, thanks for hey, your. That's great. Oh, I got actually. I got a few. I got a minute left, but um, so give it a try if you want. The bottle says pure meat fed. Doesn't say anything about uh, taking it from a female in heat. Well, that's uh, maybe yours is better than the stuff. Because a woman sent me this bottle, you know, and it definitely came from uh, from coyotes that were in heat. It didn't attract any coyotes to this woman's garden, thank 
goodness. <laughs> but oh my yeah. gosh, you've never seen so many dogs. And you know what the worst part was? They sang love yeah. songs all night long. Oh! <laughs> Mabel, the woman where I did it, she was ready to. She chased me out of the garden with her pruners. <laughs> <laughs> that story, oh it. yeah, that's a fun well, story. I'm a golfer, so, uh, <laughs> so I have plenty of golf tees. Yeah, hey, good. Give it, a, give it a try. And so, everybody, if you want to read that story, it's a lot of fun. It's in my new book. Oh la la! Oh, you, I read it. I've read it, and I've heard you. Uh, and my favorite part was uh, about the nuns. Oh, thanks. She, what? The, don't give, don't nuns. give away the ending. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hey, I won't, I won't hey, Gary, go. you're the best. Thanks for this call. Okay. Okay. Care, All right. Bye bye. Okay, everybody. This show is biting the dust. Thank you, Blake. Hey, everybody. See you next week. Bye.